Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to yet another episode of the Sixth League Podcast. With me is Omar Amin, and I am truly Abdurrahman Habib. Truly. 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 <laughs> if there were any doubts, those have been cleared <laughs> right here. Should I get my ID? <laughs> What's it called? Okay. okay. If there's any scammers watching this. Please. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. It's like, you know, when you befriend someone and they're like, what was your first pet's name? Uh, What's your mother's maiden name? Uh, what was oh, your oh, first grade oh, class teacher? <laughs> what street did you grow up in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where were you born? Mm. What city? Okay. Do I know all of those about you? No. I don't think so. No. Yo, you wouldn't know my first grade teacher, right? Mrs. Callahan? I don't <laughs> know. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there because like, she was like everyone's first grade teacher. Not mine, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, Who was your first grade teacher? Uh, Miss Creed. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we can hack Omer's password now. Truly. Okay. Mine was um, Mrs. Callahan. Okay. <laughs> I think we got that before. And... and mm-hmm. uh, no, actually, mine was Mrs. Nolan. Mrs. Nolan, okay. You know who Ms. Mrs. Nolan was? I remember the name, but I don't remember the face right now. She was Mr. Nolan's wife. <laughs> yeah, um, but, yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> Mr. Nolan used to play Ms. cricket with us. Mr. Nolan. Well, you know, if Mr. and Mrs. Nolan, you're watching this, well... Um, Shout out. Yeah. Hope you're well. Yeah. Hope everything's turned out well in life, and you guys are happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, <laughs> <Toodles>. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, Umar, um, a lot of our listeners are confused. Mm-hmm. They're like, Umar, I mean, why is it called the Sixth League Podcast? Mm. Can you please explain mm-hmm. to them why our channel is called the Sixth League Podcast? So, we were talking earlier before, and um, Abdurrahman actually raised a really good point. You know, most of these YouTube channels or whatever, they make a video. Yeah, uh, when they rebrand or whatever, you know, why are we this? Oh, not this not not even when they rebrand. Mm-hmm. It's literally like on the YouTube page. Mm-hmm. They ask <coughs> you, uh, introduce your channel. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we've rebranded. Yeah. <laughs> Might not be the last time either, but still. <laughs> I like the six league to be honest. Yeah, I, I think it's but, gonna but take like you know you like it because you know what it means. Mm-hmm. I think it's about time you explain to the viewers why the six league is called the six league. Um, so basically, whenever there's any conversation about football, you know, let's say you want to talk about who's got the most goals or who's got the most passes, um, generally the comparison is in the top five leagues. So most passes within the top five leagues, most passes, most goals in the top five leagues, most tackles in the top five leagues. And that's really how you compare the best players in the world. Um, the top five leagues obviously being the Premier League in England, this La Liga in Spain, Syria in Italy, um, Uber Eats League in France. And that's not even <laughs> that's not even me having a go, by the way. That's literally what it's called. And the Bundesliga of Germany. So, you know, the conversation is always about top five leagues. And we just thought, you know, well, there's a top five leagues. Why not be the sixth league? So we're the sixth league. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Any sense to you guys? Yeah. Let us know down in the comments. <laughs> so yeah. Well, also, or st- since we're on that note, yeah. Why don't you introduce yourself? All right. Um, Omar Amin. Follow me on Twitter. U M A Triple R Amin. 
A-M-I-N. You'll see my bio, which is what I'm just going to say again right now. Part-time accountant, full-time podcaster. Wow. That, that, that is actually impressive. Right. Thank you very much. I don't even know what my bio says. <laughs> I literally changed it yesterday or the day before. I when I thought about it. Thinking ahead, mm-hmm. I'll be able to plug this into the next podcast. Beautiful. See, this is the curve, right? And I'm like all the way here. Just ahead of it. That's it what I was It looked like you were ahead of the curve. It just looked like you were above the curve. It is now ahead. Ahead, above. Okay, here's the curve. I'm over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Um, mm-hmm. that, that, that's nice. And mm-hmm. uh, I myself, um, Abdurrahman. <laughs> Habib? Abdurrahman Habib. I, I will not be telling you what my first pet's name was. But we already know the first grade teacher was Miss Nolan. Mrs. Nolan. Mrs. Nolan. Um, I have, I have um, like, do you remember Star of the Week? Uh-huh, yeah. So, like, in our school, um, we used to, we used to get, we went to the same school. So, in our school, we used to get um, a Star of the Week award. And I have all of mine. I, I have all of mine? I have, well, maybe one day we can just <laughs> go through them. But um, I have mine from reception. Mm. Uh, from year one. I don't think we had them in reception. I can't remember right now, to be honest. Anyway, so um, every week there would be like a star in the class, mm-hmm. and this trend continued throughout primary school mm-hmm. from reception year one, two, three, four, five, and year six, mm-hmm. and that's where it stopped. I have all of my star of the weeks mm. right there in the folder, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, the the reason how I even remember Mrs. Nolan's name is she once gave me a star of the week mm-hmm. for sensible cycling wow yeah i, I don't she even saw me she saw me outside school cycling sensibly uh-huh. with a helmet on and everything and mm-hmm. she was like did you have one of those elbow oh, no, no, guards just, and just the helmet. okay and she gave me a um star of the week star of the week for it see um good behavior is not only rewarded within the classroom but outside of but it as well. it was rewarded inside the classroom. But the behavior itself was outside the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, Abdurman gets a star. <laughs> Either way, I have a star of the week. Beautiful. Yeah. I just feel bad for the other 20 kids who were probably also cycling with helmets that week, but weren't spotted by <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> were they cycling sensibly, though? Mm, that's they true. Cycling. It wasn't just with a helmet. helmet. Uh, it was on the right side of the pavement. You know, oh, being careful. beautiful. Beautiful. Stopping before you, you know, cross the road or whatever. Twice, yeah, not on the pavement or mm-hmm. the footpath, not on the road, on the side of the road. Beautiful. That was incredibly sensible of Abdurrahman. Yeah, you, you know, there, he's always been a star in the making. <laughs> and I have a certificate to prove that. <laughs> Multiple certificates <laughs> to prove that. Um, oh, good times, honestly. Uh, do do they still have them now? Uh, yeah, I think so. I would imagine so. Like, why wouldn't they? I mean, I don't know. School's changed a lot since we were there. It was really small, and so now they it's just got rid of Star of the Week. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe. What's I mean, next? No food, <laughs> anarchy. You're not allowed to eat lunch, drink water. Oh Star of God. the Week is like a right for no. every child growing up. But uh, remember, for a while they started middle school, which was year five, oh. six, seven, and eight. Do you think mm-hmm. they gave Star in the w- Star of the Week for year five and six then as well? Because they were technically yeah, middle school. Still, because they still had key stages. Mm, that's true. They still had key stages. Mm. Okay. Well, f- 
fun times though, right? Mm-hmm. You know what? One day we'll go through Star of the Week. Star of the Week mm-hmm. podcast. All right. Where we will just read out every single Star of the Week. Uh, do, do you want to show that um, check that you got for the cricket tournament where it says one, one million <laughs> cheers and wishes? Uh, Have you cashed those in yet or are those still... I feel like I'm sometimes... I feel Sometimes I feel like I'm out of it, but then boom. Boom. Right I out of nowhere. Like another one. Beautiful. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. For sure. Um... Have you ever gotten a medal? I have. Wait, from, from school or like anything? Um, yeah, like for competing in like tournaments, like basketball rounders, wow. competition yeah. medals. Yeah, those ones. Wow. Well, you know where else you get medals? Where? At the Olympic Games. <laughs> <laughs> but not for participation. Though, so Omar, don't try. <laughs> um, yeah. So one guy. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just to cut you off, okay. one guy who will not be getting a participation medal is that Ugandan athlete who ran away from his camp. <laughs> what? <laughs> did you not know? Like no, last week. I, I um, did not know. A week before, well, today I guess the opening ceremony. Um, a Ugandan athlete ran away from his camp into Tokyo, saying that after the Olympics, you know, he was expected to go back, and he's like, I don't want to go back. I want to live and work in Japan. So he just disappeared from his camp, and now the authorities are on the search for him. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. Are, are they in search for him through in means of illegal immigration, or in terms of like get back? You need to perform. Uh, no, I think illegal immigration. Illegal immigration. Yeah. Um, that would make a lot more sense. Once the police find him, they'll hand him back to the Ugandan Ugandan authorities. I don't know what you call. Ugandan, yeah. Uh, that makes more sense. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, did you catch the opening ceremony, which was today? I caught the last part of it. Um, I was sleeping <laughs> through the first half, but uh, yeah, I I think I watched it when the halfway through the parade. So yeah, did you? I watched all of it, and okay. funnily enough, I'll tell you how I watched all of it. Um, right. My grandfather called me. Okay. He's like, "What time is the Olympic ceremony?" Mm-hmm. I was like. In 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I I thought it was tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I thought it was on Saturday. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was just... My, my, my grandfather, he's like very much into athletics. Mm-hmm. Uh, in and out. You know, he's he, he's an athlete himself. Mm-hmm. Like he's participated until like the national level. So he's really into these kind of things. And it's something that, you know, he watches very passionately. Just like how we would watch football. Mm-hmm. So, you know, him at his age still very mm. much into Still going strong, mashallah. Yeah, so he's really into it all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and he, he called me. He's like, what time is the opening ceremony? I was like, you know what? Let me look it up. Yeah. And then I was like, 2 o'clock. Oh, it's one forty-five right now. Yeah. <laughs> In 15 minutes. <laughs> he was like, where can I watch it? And yeah. I'm like, probably just put on... PDV. Good old yeah, PDV Sports. <laughs> it did show. It did, and and it yeah. showed on PDV Sports, and, and uh, that's that's how I watched it. Yeah, I watched. It was a very long ceremony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not expect it to be three or two and a half, so like whatever hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was longer than three hours. I, I remember waking up at four thirty, and I still caught like yeah, a good part of it. Too, so, um, yeah, it was, it was a it was a pretty like you know long ceremony, but um, it was, it was nice. It was um, um, something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know how the countries come out? Mm, no, I do not. Well, that's a lie because I do know because we recorded this 15 minutes ago, but then there were issues, so we deleted the recording. <laughs> but the content must be delivered. Uh, well, of course. <laughs> but do enlighten the viewers. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll enlighten the viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, the countries come out in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. But 
Iceland was the first country to come out. But Abdur Rahman, Iceland begins with an I, not an A. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Homer. Uh, that's because... <laughs> <laughs> that is because mm-hmm. the alphabetical order yeah. is of the country's origin. Yeah. So, however, they would pronounce it in Icelandic. Yeah. Yeah. However, they would say it, so... Mm-hmm. Probably some kind of a convergent chart going around. Like yeah. Iceland. Something like, oh. You can type on Google Iceland to English translation and then just write the word Iceland on the Icelandic version. And whatever you get for England, right? You just put it oh, right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah th- that's why um, Qatar and mm-hmm. then was followed by Canada. Q followed by a C. Yeah. Yeah. Because Q in Qatar. It's still in Arabic, mm-hmm. so I th- that's that's. I guess I mean. when they converted it to English, it was a C, which is also a point of debate. You know, it could easily oh, be I, a K, I right? Like, I feel like um. I feel like Qatar is a K, not a C. I feel like Qatar is a Q. <laughs> I feel like Qatar is a Q, but uh, more importantly, I I just think they might just have asked the country, mm-hmm. like, hey. <laughs> You translate you it for us. In, yeah, like, do you think you are more of a C? Do you mm-hmm. think you are more of a K? Mm-hmm. Like, Q, man, I, uh, people get tired by the time Q comes around. Yeah. It's like, you know, you still have R, C, V, W, X, Y, Z left. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> yeah, maybe C, you know, yeah. early on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why Yemen was, like, top 20. Yeah. Wait, how are Yemen top 20? Yemen were top 20. Yemen's with a Y. Um, what? Good question. Mm-hmm. What's Yemen in Arabic? I don't know. Maybe they know. Maybe and they'll tell us. Wait, do you know? No. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, let you me search this yeah, up. <laughs> let's, let's just see. Alright, all right, you search it up. Uh, what is Yemen in Arabic? Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's Al Yaman. Ah, uh, Al with an A. Al Yaman. Mm. So it's that makes more sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess Germany would have been pretty early too. Almania, right? Don't they just call it Germany? Almania. Oh, yeah. oh no, they'll call themselves Dutch. I don't know. Dutch, yeah, they would be D. Yeah, with a D. Dutchland. Yeah. Okay. They would be D. So yeah, they wouldn't be in the G category. Yeah. So yeah. That's pretty cool. Who was the last country based on this? Oh, uh, so the last country was mm-hmm. Japan. Okay. Not alphabetically. Yeah. Because it was more so because they're the host nation. So since the last... No. Either since the last Olympics or since this Olympics. Okay. The last country mm-hmm. is now the host nation. So it's kind of like a mm-hmm. grand finale. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it just because usually the host country gets the biggest reception yeah i mean who's giving the reception yeah exactly the host <laughs> fans right so yeah. um yeah uh, that's the big deal with it mm-hmm. you know who the first or second country was who iceland <laughs> no <laughs> the first country. not iceland it was um i forgot what it was called it was the refugees mm. the refugee team what's the refugee team well, I do. It's pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. No, but what do you think? But we've never had a refugee team before, so what does that even mean? We did. 
This Who? is the second time. They oh, okay. started in 2016. Mm-hmm. But the refugee team is um, basically a team underneath the Olympic banner, mm. the Olympic flag. Yeah, okay. It's just the best Olympians mm-hmm. um, who just happen to be refugees, mm-hmm. which is great, I think, because, you know, these guys are probably... I think they'd be athletes, not Olympians at this point, before they've actually competed in the Olympics. I think yeah, once you okay. compete in the Olympics, then you become... Isn't that given? Like, they're uh, there... So they're athletes. They're not Olympians. To be Olympians. Especially if it's the first time or second time. I Most mean, of those athletes would be coming the first time, right? I mean, if it's the second time, then they would be Olympians. Yeah, that's true. Okay, the fact that they're <laughs> at the ceremony, Umar, I'm not going to nitpick. The fact that they even <laughs> made it there. You got a participation <laughs> medal, okay? Hey, no, no, no. I finished third place. That was not participation. We won wow. the third place match. Take that. Um, what was that school called? Uh, something Park. Park I House. Park House. Yes, th- that's the one. Take that Park House. Okay. Anyways, yeah. getting back to <laughs> actual, you know, talented, madly skilled people. Yeah. Who are athletes and to be Olympians. Yeah, to be Olympians. Yeah. That's a good. Okay. That's a good phrase. Anyways, um, so the great thing about them is like you know, they're probably deprived of the opportunity to compete because of situations that are way out of their hand mm-hmm. you know uh, war or poverty or whatever has displaced them mm-hmm. probably war and they found a new place to stay and they've probably not been able to you know avail the resources that the locals have of that country mm-hmm. and they're incredibly skilled yeah so it's very nice to see that they still get to represent and showcase their talents on mm-hmm. the on the biggest mm-hmm. uh, sports stage in the world. And, you know, they're, like, obviously people coming from different backgrounds, like different yeah. countries, different locations. But they all do share something in common, which is, I mean, it's sad, but the reality is that they've, you know, been deprived of rights, certain rights, certain privileges that other, yeah. obviously, athletes or Olympians competing here who would have had you know resources you know equipment whatever it is so and the fact that they're still made it here you know after it's incredible exactly it's really it incredible. is so it's really it's really great to see this yeah um and to be honest it's it's really nice and i'm rooting for them and i hope every single member mm-hmm. of the like refugee team gets mm-hmm. a gold medal hopefully I, I, th- I think that would be the best you know case scenario that maybe not realistic but I just like it. It mm. just shows that there is mm-hmm. hope and I- in unity, you know, mm. it, even if it's like out of the worst possible cause. Hope and unity. I think we have our episode title right there. Hope, unity. Stop. Reading. So unity and faith. Yeah, that could definitely be the title of this episode all right unity faith and stars of the week and stars of the week yeah i feel like you know fifa Mm -hmm. and like not only fifa but Mm -hmm. all other sports could start like adopting this you know nationless aliens basically right uh, that that that's that is actually the proper term. Really, aliens. If you go to any immigration website for any country, mm-hmm. they ask you, like, are you an alien? No. <laughs> 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 I 
conspiracy theory. <laughs> Buster Red <right> here. <laughs> Aliens do exist. No, that's... It, anyone who does not belong mm-hmm. from, like, a country is called an alien, technically. Okay. Okay. In terms of immigration, mm-hmm. not in terms of... Um, I just feel like they could have given them a different name. Alien is really... Yeah. Alienating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think that is the whole point behind mm. it. It's not it's not like anything I'm sure it's not supposed to be something mean. Mm. Or like extraterrestrial or something, you know? Just yeah. alien just that like you, they've been alienated from their homes, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. No, no, but I would really like to see this concept being uh, you know used in like other sports like especially football. Especially football because it's such a global game and Everyone plays football. Like, okay, you look at look at the French national team. Yeah, I bet. Like, like I mean, all of just them are immigrants. Yeah, but still, like, like I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they've had to leave their homes for like. At one point, their parents were refugees. Yeah, yeah. they're so, French, but their parents were. Refugees, and you look you know? at like whatever is happening around the world, right? It's not mm-hmm. too pretty. So exactly. it's, it's something that we just expect that more and more will happen. Yeah, um, you know that. Honestly, I'm just thinking of a team with like you know the French stars, but then also you've got the likes of you know Modric in it. Just put Modric. Yeah, yeah. I mean like you got Modric, you got the likes of Shakiri, Shaka. Yeah, they both play for Switzerland, and they both play amazing for Switzerland. They're like completely different yeah. like players when they play for mm. Switzerland. So there's a few Ukrainian players who are always unreal for their country. Russian players as well. Yeah, so. so it's. Mm. Well, the rec- <laughs> well, that's um, a separate episode, I believe. Um, we're not injecting anything today. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, back to the Olympics. Yeah. Back to the Olympics. What games are you looking most forward to? Okay, listen. <coughs> Everyone's looking forward to the sprints. Obviously. Okay, that's I'm, like, I'm not I even think kidding. The most I think I think the hundred me hundred meter, mm-hmm. the two hundred meters the 400 meter which is one lap mm. and the, the 400 re- meter relay the 400 meter yeah. relay i think these are the most anticipated most, yeah, events always 100 meter sprint you know you like, stay awake all night to watch and the same bolt <laughs> takes it away 10 11 seconds yeah oh, it's, it's sometimes 9.58 9.56 or something whatever yeah. yeah but it's like awfully quick yeah um but yeah I, I think apart from those i've always been a fan of the jumps mm, especially yeah. the triple jump and the high jump and mm. the long jump the i love the pole vault pole vault i love scary, that man. it's scary but it's it's so nice to watch it can easily go wrong i get that I, idea I, no i get it but like i can i'm not gonna lie i do like watching it mm-hmm. like it's something insane I, I still don't understand the whole physics behind it like you know the how does the one w- pole yeah, the one which Benji is like Benji this then like go all yeah, the way up and there and it's, it's actually it's pretty impressive mm. um but but you, i think it, it's a lot like down to technique as well you know one little mishap where yeah. you place the pole and all of a sudden you're and i mean just the fact that you're falling from like like, like a, a significant height, height yeah know, 10, 15 meters 15 is like, meters oh, yeah kind of scary hmm falling unassisted you know and these guys are celebrating midair <laughs> and imagine like all the hard work that's gone into it which we don't see all the falls all the yeah. tumbles that they've taken you know it's ridiculous it's like out of probably the it's probably the sport probably the event mm-hmm. 
that can things can go for sure wrong for sure mostly, right um so the, it just started the olympics have just started and in the early days most of the competitions are water-based swimming is probably one of the biggest feature okay. in their first week first week and a half so do you watch any of the water sports or i honestly speaking yeah i don't okay um it may have something to do the fact that i myself not the best swimmer mm. so but it's just nothing like i i feel like you really have to be in swimming you really have to be invested in like being able to swim <laughs> or like you know <laughs> I, it's, very unim- <laughs> it's, it's not that interesting to me were you were you a shark or a dolphin in school <laughs> I, I was a dolphin uh-huh. I got promoted to be a shark oh, yeah, okay. but I, I was like the bottom tier in the shark oh no I was a shark and then I got demoted <laughs> to a dolphin so no, I was I was, a, I was a dolphin in the beginning because I was very scared mm. like of the water I was a dolphin then I got promoted to a shark and then I got demoted back to dolphin and I was like okay FYI for our mm-hmm. viewers mm-hmm. a shark and a dolphin were like two classes like two classifications in the swimming class that we used to have during our physical education um time and uh, basically dolphins were the less less able less able swimmers that just found more difficult who needed help who needed yeah. who needed more time in the shallow end i suppose yeah before they got moved uh, to the deep end I, I think that was the major classification yeah because as soon as you were fine with the deep shallow end, end yeah like uh, like as soon as you could survive deep end you were just thrown to be a shark yeah not thrown to the sharks to well technically you know, to the, to the sharks you know no no you know in uh aloha club the swimming pool we used to go to yeah when i was little you remember that design so in the middle that big circle black circle uh, in the yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. used to be so scared of that, which is why I would always stick to the sides, either in the deep or I shallow. Remember, I remember, like once we were sharks and stuff, mm-hmm. we had to go dive and get stuff from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, to be honest, I'm, I'm just talking about it. I s- I've started missing swimming, <laughs> probably because I haven't been able to. I, l- I haven't swam since. I don't remember. School. No, I think I went once. Yeah, I've been once or twice in uni. Like, yeah, just not once. in uni here, but like here. during uni times. Yeah, and like I mean, last yeah. year, two years, this has been COVID. So yeah, exactly. Completely been missing out on that, but yeah, I, I guess. Um, but you know, some people take swimming as a very, like, competitive. A, a, not only competitive, but as like an <coughs> intense sport, mm-hmm. of, like exercise. It is. It is. Yeah, but we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we take a ball. Yeah. And throw it around and jump around catching and like, you know, water polo. Th- that's, yeah. that's that's the kind of thing that we're into. Mm. We're not really into, um, you the know, actual sports side of it. But the thing about swimming is it does give us a lot of gems. Um, I don't know if you saw the highlights of the Philippines team in the previous <laughs> I Olympics. actually saw it, the diving, mm-hmm. the diving team. Okay, so diving is actually pretty impressive. Mm. It reminds me of Mr. Bean every single uh, time. <laughs> I'm not even ki- because that's probably the first time I ever saw diving. You know, I always felt like those kids were so rude. Like they just started stampeding on the poor guy. You know, who's sure, so scared sure. up there. Like yeah. I felt bad for him watching. Mr. Bean was probably a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely a dolphin. Definitely yeah. a dolphin. Uh, but yeah, um, and probably with the noodle or <laughs> something. You know. Yeah, I. I definitely do miss swimming in, mm. in that regard, but I'll, I, I don't think I'll tune into the events 
because mm. like especially the first few mm. it's just the heat you yeah. know until maybe i'll tune into the finals that's mm. more interesting but these days you can just grab the clip of the final off youtube and watch it then and yeah. i think that's what a lot of people are gonna do the, th- the thing is you know after like you know for example you're busy during the day or work and stuff personally i don't really go in for a necess- specific sport what i do is just tune into whatever's and whatever's on the screen i'll just watch it you know yeah in the olympics whatever if it's swimming so be it if it's you know pole vault so be it obviously there are some you like more than the others but whatever's on you know yeah no i, no I, I kind of get the gist what you're saying the the thing is this time they're in tokyo so it'll be during the day for most of most parts of the world yeah and obviously during the day everybody's at work or you know whatever doing busy so I believe I, I saw the schedule and a lot of the events are um, 11 to 4. Mm. So that's literally prime time, you know, in the middle of the heyday. Yeah. Um, coming home and whatnot. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll be interested to see how many people call in sick at the final day. <laughs> 100 meter. 100 meter sprint. Yeah. <laughs> or probably just 100 meter. They'll probably mm-hmm. just like gather around mm-hmm. someone's like you know iphone mm. <laughs> in the office and they're just probably like covering over like oh who's winning <laughs> they're like i have no idea who these athletes are but wow they're so fast they're so fast um okay one thing i don't understand is how do some events start before the opening ceremony shouldn't i think it's a scheduling thing mm. because you're talking about football yeah yeah um first of all i have a whole thing about football in the olympics mm-hmm. first of all why yeah it's it's It's, true it's such a big sport yeah why and second of all it's under 23 for men's unless there's danny alves captaining the brazil side at 38 yeah but there's like a a rule three three players players can yeah above 23 and then there's no point of football in olympics like it's okay so i think the general purpose of the olympics could be obviously for these athletes right to come and compete showcase yeah. their skills and most of these athletes don't get enough competitions or enough yeah. of the coverage for these competitions football already has probably the most coverage out too of too much any game. i would exactly. say like speaking about pedri yeah that guy played so much football for barcelona mm-hmm. all then right went to the <laughs> then he went to the euros mm-hmm. and played so much football for spain mm-hmm. at the euros mm, now now he's at the olympics that i saw a picture yeah. of him and he looked tired I, I remember oscar had to do the same thing in 2013, in 2013 and he broke a record for most minutes played in a season by any football player he got so tired of playing football <laughs> he went to china he went to china exactly so <laughs> like, at least i won't have to play football there 60 million man i can't believe it <laughs> we ripped them off i mean te- technically they overpaid for every player that they bought yeah jackson martinez for 50, 50 what? Yeah, but uh anyways going back to football there's something yeah. else why is the women's game a full-fledged team Mm. but the men's is yeah. under 23 exactly i feel like that, that that's like a bit of a disparity there to be honest i understand it i mean just as we're talking about right now about coverage and whatnot right women's, women's game, game yeah, that's a fair get, point yeah. the women's game does not get enough coverage and obviously in the olympics a lot of people are tuning into these so that's actually true yeah it's so true. it gives them a i mean it's not equal but it is i guess justice in a way I guess it makes sense. I, yeah. I completely understand the way because, it, like, in terms of the, you know, coverage that they're getting and the impact that they may have on mm-hmm. the general audience. Yeah. 
may increase more and perhaps it can definitely help the women's game develop more to be not only a more watchable sport mm-hmm. but like you know a more competitive sport mm-hmm. in a way yeah. you know because um, it'll start the cycle young girls at home you know we'll see watching their heroes these, yeah mm-hmm. these their country women um, performing at the highest level getting yeah. gold medals mm-hmm. it inspires them and then they go back to like you know school and then they want to participate mm-hmm. and you know so on and so forth so yeah. it's it would be good uh, as far as men's football I feel like you have enough of that right enough of that yeah. you have well i mean uh, the top five leagues <laughs> yeah and then not only that but you have what's it called champions league midweek mm. europa league you even have conference league you and know then you the got Euros. yeah so, so you get so confederations much confederations Cup. like weird tournaments here oh. the thing about men's football right i mean the only sort of argument you could make for it is that there are some nations who you know maybe aren't as great in normal tournaments like the world cup or whatever they don't compete and then they actually do get an opportunity to compete at the olympics okay yeah fair like, I, I see that i think honduras or or panama i don't know I one of those countries yeah uh, you yeah, wouldn't yeah. see them on like a normal fifa world cup or you know even like the yeah. domestic well continental cup sorry but um you see them in the olympics so for people from those countries it's great but football in general like there's for men there's a lot of coverage and it's really not necessary y- y- in the olympics you know what what else is like very interesting mm-hmm. is uh basketball mm-hmm. in the olympics there yeah. is basketball like i can't even remember oh yeah there oh, is okay. and it's it's actually a very big deal because okay. uh well the what's nba w- w- what, yeah like what's that <laughs> one country do you think that plays basketball mm-hmm. who okay. lost to nigeria who i saw on twitter country, recently yeah <laughs> uh, it's the us of a yeah. right so they're like kind of like always the clear favorites and they've won the last three years or so yeah but you know it just feels like this year mm-hmm. uh, a lot of nations are much better mm-hmm. not not much better but much more improved there before the it was like the difference in quality has yeah, significantly reduced before, before it was like boys versus men mm-hmm. right and now it feels like it's much more of an even playing field and it does come down to resources and whatnot mm-hmm. so i feel like basketball will be one of those events that mm-hmm. people may i like i've always watched uh, basketball olympics because like that's the only time you get to see all these great names come together mm-hmm. um, okay of like you know different franchises yeah. so imagine Messi and Ronaldo playing in the same yeah, team. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like equivalent yeah. to that because it's all the great names of one league mm. coming together and play. Uh, so it's pretty. The great. thing about that is obviously the competition. You just talked about men versus boys. I mean, yeah. you want to see them, but go up against you know the next best thing. Yeah, or whatever. so if it, it's it's a bit like that now. Yeah, you know they've um, you feel like the others have improved much more. Mm-hmm. So I feel like basketball will be something that I will definitely be tuning in. Mm-hmm. Especially because to watch NBA mm-hmm. in that in the part of the world that we are in the Middle East, yeah, it's at four a.m. sometimes. Like mm-hmm. most of the good games are at four a.m. in the morning. Yeah, no one's watching that. Like, like whenever I watch it, I watch the highlights on YouTube, and it's mm-hmm. not the same thing. Because when you're following this a match, right? Whenever you're watching any sports mm-hmm. match, and you're following it, 
the adrenaline, the story that builds up yeah. is quite, you know, you're, you feel you're like you're, you're part of it. Yeah. Right? And then when it, when it climaxes, when it comes to the end, you're like, boom. Like, yeah. I, it's a journey. I remember the summer of 2019 when the Wimbledon final happened yeah. between Djokovic and Federer. And on the same, at the same time, it was the England-New Zealand cricket game. And I remember switching back and forth, back and forth, every one minute, you know, what's go, who's yeah. going to win. Because that game was just going on. And then that game obviously went to the Super Over, whatever. So it was ridiculous. And yeah, it's if you obviously watch that uh, on YouTube or something like the next day or, and you weren't there, then, you know, you miss it. Yeah. Like you just don't get the same feeling. What's uh, your take on tennis at the Olympics? Do you think it deserves, like, I mean... There are enough Grand Slams, right? Mm -hmm. So do you think it deserves to have its place in the Olympics? I would say so, yes. Because, again, Grand Slams, you don't even need to tune in to know that Wimbledon, Federer is going to do amazing. Yeah. Roland Garros, Nadal is going to do it. US Open, you've got Djokovic who's going to dominate that. Yeah. So obviously it does give an opportunity to other athletes. But yeah, I mean, I'm... Listen, whatever's coming on TV, I'll watch it. Like, before we recorded this, I was at home, and I was watching women's softball. And I don't think I've ever watched a women's softball game in my life before. Have you ever watched a softball game in your life? <laughs> no. Uh, the game against Parkhouse, maybe, <laughs> that we got the bronze medal for. Um, oh, my God. So, I think it was USA versus Canada. And, man, USA were far superior to the Canadian women's team. But, you know, it's great. Uh, it's something it's new. It's something I haven't watched before, and I was excited listen, to. Listen, I love sport, yeah. so I don't mind. Exactly. Mind yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, you know, not all sports are at the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Cricket isn't at the Olympics, mm -hmm. even though they've tried very hard. Okay. They got Asian games there, mm -hmm. you know, but it still hasn't made it to the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Now they're saying, you know, maybe the new 100 format. The hundred balls. The hundred balls. Yeah. Hundred format. They're saying that that might be a breakthrough. That may because it'll be like shorter <coughs> time. You can complete the game in like a, like under two hours, two mm -hmm. and a half hours. So that may be a more of an appealing and more entertaining way forward for the game. The thing is, we've seen them try shorter formats before, unsuccessfully. T ten. T ten and then super sixes or something. The six over format. Yeah, what was it called? Format, yeah. yeah. And those were very unsuccessful, I think. I Not mean, those were riddled with, like, you know, dubious bets and whatnot <laughs> and, you know, controversy. So I feel like that okay. was also... Honestly, I don't know about those, but, yeah. I mean, the sh pitch was smaller... There were less players, and There's it was just players. every ball was going for a six. You were like, "What's happening here? That's not even fun at this point." It became um, less tactical, yeah, and less of a like you know, tactically. Uh, good evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a lot less tactical, a lot less of a game that was Europa League winner. By the way, no disrespect. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. Yeah. Uh, a lot less of you know a plan when you're playing a fifty-over game. Mm -hmm. You know, you have certain fielders. Exactly, you, you got a whole game plan in mind mm -hmm. you execute it with every different player coming you know, and players have more time to showcase their ability um every batsmen yeah. you know a various range of techniques that they can actually display you know whereas t20 is more about as mm -hmm. you say in football pace and power now yeah and yeah. like in a 50 over game or so mm -hmm. you can take your time you know when a fastball comes in mm -hmm. that may not be your strength you may be better against spinners you stick around you can play against them you can build your innings mm -hmm. In these Super Sixes or the 100 or T10, you just got to swing because yeah. there's literally just no time. So it's, all right, you know, throw some to the fence. You get 20, 30, and that's great, you know? The, thi the thing is people enjoy... 
more I enjoy it's it is more entertaining. obviously obviously no but obviously as a fan of the game you'd enjoy that more yeah. but if you're a neutral who's never watched it before you want to see someone smash the ball rather than <laughs> yeah. go like 10 overs That's at like true. 20 runs or something you know so i mean i get that but i, I don't think i don't think uh the 100 ball format is going to be the way to go just keep it t20s you know what i think that's a that's a decent format i mean t20s is what it's uh, the asian games uh huh okay yeah. it's 120 I balls they i had mean had it one asian games i don't know if they had it again okay but the thing is 120 balls i mean 100 ball 120 balls i mean just 20 balls like it's really yeah, not it's that much overs. of a difference uh, well yeah. technically in the 100 is like an over is like 10 balls 10 balls i thought it's 5 balls or 5 balls it's i don't i don't know i have it's no idea yeah but um yeah okay 10 balls that would be tiring for every bowler especially fast bowlers after probably you should, do probably should look up the rules again yeah. um starting soon though yeah so it'll be pretty pretty the thing is there's also obviously like a certain class of countries that dominate cricket yeah and uh, this year for example three new critic uh, cricket uh, three new nations have been registered in the icc category of countries or whatever so, I mean, I think maybe cricket could do something like, you know, as football has done, do for the big teams or something, the under-23s or whatever, oh, you know? Yeah. So, it would make it more of a even I mean, they already have field. an under-19 World Cup. Mm-hmm. But then again, the under-19 World Cup is... Will be dominated by, by those countries. Exactly. Because they've already... Like, cricket is a game that needs developing over time. It's not like football. Mm-hmm. Football, okay. You get a ball. You get a ball and four slippers and you're good to yeah. go. Cricket, you need... Uh, y- cricket is an expensive yeah. sport. Actually, back in the day, in 1950s, like, uh, 1940s... It was, like, a high class... It was, like, it's called a game of gentlemen. Not because the players that played were gentlemen, but, mm-hmm. like, because they were of a certain class. Mm-hmm. They had a certain wealth status, you know? Mm-hmm. And to such extent, mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, in test cricket, that lunch... Mm-hmm. and you know tea exists yeah it's because tea i mean what a fancy uh, thing to have in a cricket match it's literally not because they need a replenishment it's mm-hmm. because it's their status they yeah. used to do it because they can they can afford yeah. it you know imagine having a game and you gotta provide lunch tea and these days in the yeah. day night dinner <laughs> Ima- imagine a football game um where we think drinks break yeah is like a big deal imagine they had a brunch break or Bru- something <laughs> imagine they had tea <laughs> or like a coffee break they're like yeah. oh half time like and then ronaldo <laughs> gets like a cup of lipton and just puts it away and puts water yeah ronaldo jr is gonna drink this life. Uh-huh. um but yeah um and so much so that like certain those players right mm-hmm. they would dive yeah and they would get mud on their clothes. Mm-hmm. So in the next session, they would come out wearing new clothes. Yeah. So in 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 a test match, they would. There's three sessions basically. Y- there's three sessions in one day, and mm-hmm. then there's five days. So there's 15 sessions possibly. Mm-hmm. So they would like end up wearing 15 to 20 different uh, sets of clothes, mm-hmm. just because you know they could afford it. Exactly. Um, and they wouldn't shine the ball, like how. Modern mm-hmm. cricket, they wouldn't. They mm-hmm. just would play, yeah, without <laughs> he's shining mm-hmm. because they found that to be substandard. Okay, to their lifestyle and the way they're like, we don't need to work for it. Uh-huh. We just got our skill and you know ability in yeah. our own hands. Mm. Um, what else are you excited about? Well, anything else we've missed? To be honest, um, 
I think right now Olympics is probably like the biggest thing that's going on this mm-hmm. summer. Um, I've always liked, you know, the years that end in like the fours, the same year yeah. that Olympics and Euros happen. They've always been my uh, Tokyo twenty twenty. It's called Tokyo twenty twenty twenty. But like I'm talking about, you know, when we had Euro two thousand twelve and mm-hmm. then we had Olympics two thousand twelve. Yeah, and then two thousand sixteen, two thousand sixteen. So these years are always been my favorite. Mm-hmm. And it's just sad that you know last yeah. year they got delayed. Mm-hmm. So last year was kind of a bore fest. Mm-hmm. But woohoo, they're here now, and we just had Euros. Now we got Olympics. So hopefully. Well. They'll be equally or more successful. And as soon as the Olympics are over, I think the football season begins. So well, it definitely does. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. it exactly. just, it's, yeah. You don't have a boring summer. You, the 2018s and the 2020s, like these two. So like every other year, basically. Every other year, yeah. The summer, you know, it's always intense. And to think intense. about it, next year is the World Cup. Mm. But not in summer. Yeah. <laughs> in winter. In winter. So let's see how, um, you know. How that adjusts into the schedule. Let's see how the top five league adjusts mm. and how the sixth league <laughs> adjusts. Sure. I'm sure we'll ease our way into the transition. Yeah. You want to take it away, Omar? Um, thank you guys for tuning in um, to our what started off with talking about Star of the Week and ended at um, the Olympics. Well, that that was the actual purpose of the whole podcast, the Olympics. But I, I would say it was Olympics, Unity, mm-hmm. Faith, Olympics, yeah. and Stars of the Week. Yeah, um, thank you for tuning in. Um, please uh, like, comment any thoughts you have, if you want to share your opinions, you know. And as we said earlier, you know what? If you guys have any interesting topic ideas that you actually want to get on here and talk about, then feel free, you know. We're all open for suggestions. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you.